I'm Collier Landry. And I'm Brenda Fisher. And this is Moving Past Murder. Okay, so Brenda. Yes. Just when I thought I'd heard it all before. You know, what's interesting is I've been on like a pre-production thing on these commercials I'm doing. So I kind of go into like radio silence and I don't really pay attention to anything. Let's get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so Brenda. Yes. Look at during the Amanda Knox um, trial, after hearing her story, and I'm going to jump into this for a second because sure, I just listened to a podcast. Um, they were interviewing her on Crime Junkie. Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox. And I was like so amazed at what an amazing person she is. And all the stuff that they did to her and what the the British press did to her. Where, where was she at? She was in Italy. She was in Italy. That's what I thought. She was okay. in Italy. And they had the guy who did it from the get-go. And it was like her roommate that was killed? Or her something, roommate her was raped and murdered. And it was a guy known to them that was friends with people from another apartment. Yeah. In wherever they were staying. They had him. And just because he said, oh, no, I didn't do it. I was there. And, yeah, we had sex. And, you know, but then I walked back in her room and she was dead. And the cops were like, okay, really? That's it? That made no sense to me. But, no, let's take this poor little, you know, American girl who's over there for college who's a giant nerd, you know, has a boyfriend and is very, you know, just very naive. Um and just put her through so much crap. She was in jail there for four years. Yeah, and that I do remember. Yes, and a lot of this, you know, and we go back to what the press has done here in the U.S. in the last, you know, few years. And how it's just gotten so blatantly obvious that they are taking a side and they are well, voicing their opinions and they're biased. And that's what was coming across from all the media uh, reporting from there. And then it, you know, ended up affecting us here to where you were like, are you serious? She's really that, you know, awful of a person and she really did this. And they started to make you think that she was guilty and she was so far from guilty that it was ridiculous when you actually got down to the actual facts of the case, the DNA you know, the crime scene photos, everything. They just, I don't know if it's not that they didn't know what they were doing, but there were a bunch of very awful men in this police department. Sure. And you have a chauvinistic element. Oh, chauvinistic. Too. And the things that they asked her, one, like the, the head of the, the captain basically asked her if she wanted to have sex with him. That's, that's disgusting. That is not something that should have been going on. You no. know, it was just ridiculous. Not no, not at all. Um, oh, it's good. Oh, is it Red okay? light's going. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, it looked like it went black. Brenda's making sure our cameras are working. I'm sorry, everyone. Which I appreciate. 
Trust me, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I'm watching for it now. Yeah, because the GoPro pulled a little trick on us. Yeah. Shut off. But, um, and one of the cutest things that she said in her interview is that she's a huge fan of Weird Al Yankovic. Um, and she's a giant nerd that likes Star Trek. And it was just, I can't believe how she was treated and then how she was treated when she got back here because we're just so, oh my gosh, celebrity. Let me take a picture, put it on the internet and say horrible things about her that I, you know, don't even know anything about her. I'm just going off of what the media said. And my heart breaks for her because that's could happen to anybody. Sure. And if you can imagine, you know, like your 21, 22 year old self in a different country and something that horrific happens to start with to your roommate and then you're in a foreign prison for four years yeah oh my god i can't imagine i don't even know how i would like make it through that so she is like super resilient and you know with what you've gone through and what she's gone through you guys should talk sometime because (laughs) i honestly think you would get along really well just from hearing her and you know what she had to say so amanda knox if you're out there i think you and collier should Definitely have a conversation. Are you trying to play matchmaker too? Or are you like, Collier, you've done so... think You've done so married. poorly with the... Oh, she's she's married. I think she's married. I just and want to make sure that we're trying to... Oh, she's married kid. and has a kid and all this so. stuff. So how long has she been out of prison? Oh, she's been back here in the States for a, a while. It's been a little while. Yeah, for a few years, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's been over 10 years. It's been over 10 years. I think so. Wow. I could be wrong, but... Well, that shit just stays minute. with you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I just remember the story like it was yesterday, and I remember thinking, yeah, how could a college girl do that? Because at the time, I think I wasn't that much older than her, if I can remember. Because it was also, I remember, and she was at the same time as like the Max Factor murder, right? Wasn't that happening? The guy from... I think so. I gotta look this up now. This is killing me. Okay, so she was convicted in 2009, so this has been a minute. Um, she was convicted in Italy. Correct. And then she went to prison. In Italy. In Italy. Yeah. So she was held for four years altogether before she got out of there. Um, She was sentenced to 26 years, uh, but then obviously... um, But how was the case overturned? Okay. So American college student Amanda Knox was convicted and acquitted in the murder of her British roommate, Meredith Kirscher, in Italy. Knox's acquittal was overturned in 2013, and she was again convicted of the murder in 2014. Her conviction was overturned in 2015. It was like a zoo. It was crazy. Amanda was tried and convicted for the murder of the British students, knife wounds, apartment she shared in 2007. So, yeah. So all, I mean, all told, her ordeal lasted like 10 years. Yeah. R- roommate gets killed in 2007, and then this is why... You know, of course, the British tabloids, which are just, you know, just as bad as the Americans. I think anybody knows that. Yes. So they obviously made it into a big deal. So she dealt with this for 10 years. And then on top of that, she comes back here. Yes. And is treated like a criminal. Right. And then, But this is an interesting thing to me. Like in the United States, we have, I believe it's in the Bill of Rights. So the first 10, minutes, 10 amendments of the Constitution, but... There's no double jeopardy. But people get tried for the same crime all the time in this country. And that feels like that's changed. And, of course, she was... I mean, can you imagine getting acquitted for something that you for sure did not do? And then you get retried and you get convicted again. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's like you think, oh, I'm done. They're like, no, we're going to go after you again. Yeah. Because we don't like the verdict. What, Like, what is that? It's like 
it was almost like the prosecutor was on a mission to not be wrong. And because he yes. thrown her name out there and put this scenario together, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we know it's really this other guy, but we don't want to say that we are wrong about these other two kids. So let's say it was a sex orgy gone wrong. And, and that's what happened. It was like, okay, so you're just making this up. Why does it always have to turn to something pervy? Because these I feel like this I feel like this co- cops I feel like these cops are like oh sex orgy gone wrong. So that's how they want to spin it. Like right? what is it? Like this this It's like that's all you've got? It's weird. It's really weird. And it and if you look back on it now it makes absolutely no sense and I think the thing that we need to do as humans when we hear you know something that you're like oh my god that's crazy. If you have to say, oh, my God, double check the facts and make sure that, you know, this just isn't sensationalism and somebody making up crap, because that's usually what it ends up being, because that's what the media wants. They want you to go, oh, my God, because they want you to be, you know, attached to whatever it is that they're trying to tell you at the detriment to somebody's life. Sure. So what you're telling me and what you're telling our viewers and listeners is that essentially... The media manipulates everything. They really do. And I wonder how long they have been doing this for that we didn't realize it. Because I I think that, at least for me, I didn't realize to what extent the media does this until the last few years. Especially with all the craziness with all the politicians going on and with COVID and, you know, with all the riots and the things happening. And I feel like the media has tried to almost cause a fight and cause us fighting against each other in order to, you know, continue their narrative and to continue people buying into what they're selling. Sure. And it's horrible. I miss the days of, you know, Walter Cronkite reporting the news and it was just what it was. And I don't know how much of that was altered to yeah. fit a narr- you know, narrative, but I don't think that they did it to the extent that it's done now. Would you agree? I mean, I don't really remember a lot of Walter Cronkite, but I do wonder how the media has changed. Are you trying to say I'm old? No. <laughs> I mean, I remember like my parents watching CNN. Yeah. And I remember CNN, I feel like, having more of a journalistic approach yeah. to certain things. But I also feel like... I I mean, here's the thing. This is the double-edged sword of having a media that is run for profit. Yes. Because in other countries like Russia or uh, China, you have a state-run, state-controlled media. Mm-hmm. And obviously like North Korea and countries like Iran, same thing. Uh, you know, in these sort of totalitarian regimes, you have these, you know, state-run media. Which is also their own way of controlling and manipulating the the truth and the narrative. But then again, you know, here in the United States, you have the same issue, even though it's not state controlled, but it's controlled by interests, by financial interests. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those financial interests are directly involved in either being participants in our governmental process or they are, are vested in their own agendas and their own lobbying of our governmental bodies. Right. 
for their own for their own financial benefit and profit. Yep. And that's what it is. It's sad because you don't know what to believe and then you know what happened to ethics and the truth. You know, sure, and then you and, and then you throw into the the uh, sort of expound upon the current kerfuffle mm-hmm. with social media. It, it is so polarizing with this vaccine, right? Right. And people, you know, you talk to some people who are like, "Oh, yeah, I got the vaccine." And look, I'm vaccinated. I know you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We made that choice, right? And it's you know, if we want to do anything in the state of California or in our industry, the entertainment industry, you, you pretty much have to be vaccinated or else you can't work. Right. Can't go things. And yes, I, as a libertarian, I don't like the government telling me what I need to do with my body or can't do. But at the same time, I decided that for me, look, it's for the greater good, whatever that is. Right. If you're looking for an answer that is specifically in the in the vein of the narrative that you want to subscribe to, you will get it. Right. If you want to think that the vaccine is a way for the government to control you and to control your body and poison you and make you sterile, you're going to find that information. If you think that the government is saving us and trying to protect people, you're going to find that information. If you think that big pharma is evil, you're going to find that information. And I think that, if, you know, we had discussed this episode a couple weeks ago, is that this is the problem with social media that we are still trying to reconcile right in our, you know, you know, our political legislative governmental bodies, we're trying to reconcile this, but we're also trying to reconcile it as individuals and as, as a society, because who, you know, who controls the information, right? Well, we first had these vaccines. I remember seeing something on Facebook and the big thing was that the vaccine was putting the chip in you. And I don't mean to beat the vaccine drum, but this is just, kind of what the current hotbed situation is. But I remember this woman who is like from whatever Midwestern state and she was talking about how the vaccine is the way that the government's putting the chip in you because they're going to monitor you. You need to watch out. And she's like a mother of like four kids living in wherever, Minnesota. And she's like the government is tracking your every mood and she's moving. She's doing it on her cell phone posting it to Facebook. (laughs) Which is like, Really? Hmm. Like, I'd be way more concerned about, about, about that than the, the government trying to figure out a way to put a chip out of a bottle from... Right? Like, how do you know... Or that which, magnetic thing people were trying to do or whatever. I mean... The magnetic thing, I thought. Do you even see that where they were, like, trying to hold a magnet over the injection site and the magnet would stick? What? Yeah, some people were doing that. And I'm like, I tried it. It didn't work. So, I don't know. There is a... There were, I missed that. Yeah, that's when they were saying, oh, yeah, we're chipped because this is like a the magnetic chip. Yeah, I think it was people were doing it on social media and they were like holding a magnet and they're like, look, it sticks. But they were like holding their arm up. Look, it sticks. You know, that's crazy. Look, look, the can is floating. Yeah, right. Watch the can is floating. The can is stuck. It's stuck to me. It's like, oh, I can't get it off. I mean, you could come up with anything, but it's like. I don't know. We nobody knows specifically, but it's like with any vaccine that you get, you don't know 100% really what's in it. Have you, you know, researched the flu shot? And is the flu shot going to take care of every strain of the flu? No, it's not. It's pretty much the same thing that we're dealing with with a COVID shot. I remember I got I got the flu shot in like 2002 or 2003, and I remember I got the flu like 
the next like couple yeah. of days. I was sick after I got the flu yeah. shot. I wasn't sick after getting the COVID shot. Not that that's better or worse. That's suggestive. But I did. I do remember getting the flu shot. Going well, and I don't think I got another flu shot for like fifteen years or something. And I never got the flu either. But I, but I got the flu. <laughs> After getting the flu shot. Yeah. And some people have reactions like that. My son did too. Same thing. And I haven't had him do the flu shot since then. But but we're not here to debate the efficacy no. of a vaccine. What we no. are here to talk about is that this is the way that media and particularly social media is manipulating these things. That's the bottom yes, line. It's like exactly. so you have, you just, the bottom line is I don't think you can trust anything anymore. You really can't. And you have to, you know, we all form our opinions based on our experiences. Absolutely. So you have to make the decision for yourself and what you think is right for you. And, you know, listening to everybody else and the fear mongers and that type of thing. I don't think that's, you know, that's healthy either. But my favorite thing is getting back to my favorite soap opera, the, the NBA yeah, is that Kyrie Irving will not get the vaccine and therefore he cannot play for the Brooklyn Nets who were like the, the ultimately the favorites to win the NBA title this year over the Lakers. Now I of course live in Los Angeles. I'm a LeBron James fan. So I'm rooting for the Lakers. So the fact that Kyrie Irving is not playing, I'm just great. Hmm. Dude, don't get the vaccine. Just stay home. He's going to get half of his money, by the way. Wow. He gets $35 million this year to play. But because he's not playing, he still gets half of his salary because he's not getting the vaccine. So he's going to pay $17.5 million to not play, to not play, play basketball. And that's great because if that makes it easier for the Lakers to win the championship, <laughs> I'm all about it. You're supportive then. I'm, su- I'm so supportive of his, his right to choose. You know, we've developed these platforms to sort of advance our society, but I feel like in a lot of ways they've taken us back a few steps because right. now if you can't believe anything or if everybody becomes an expert because they have a blue check mark next to their mm-hmm. name or because they've said it on social media or because they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody you think back in the day when we didn't have this 10 15 years i mean myspace yes but mm-hmm. it wasn't like people were on myspace nobody was talking about stuff like this it no was, you, you would hear something like oh i have a friend that said this and you, you treat it with a certain degree of skepticism right it's now all of a sudden like somebody posts or reposts something and you see it on your Facebook. And like, oh, that's the truth. Or, yeah, no, that really happened. And it becomes fact. And then it starts to build this momentum with people. And it's again, it's this double edged sword of like mm-hmm. what, you know, and, and what is the answer? I don't know. And getting back to our previous episode, a couple of episodes ago with Gabby Petito and, and them documenting right. the, their journey on social media and their social media stars. And then, does that lead to her death? And, and you know, there's all this. It's so interesting. We have to get a social media expert on this. We should for sure, because it is so interesting to see, you know, what people put out there as their, you know, social life. And then what is actually real? Because I don't think half of what's out there is real. I don't think so either. Mm-mm. I don't buy it. No. I mean, half my life's not real. <laughs> and you're living it. I'm living it. I'm like, this isn't reality. What's going on? Here? This is crazy. What's happening? I know. Well, that was fun. Uh, you still have your little blue paper. What else we got? I do. I do. We didn't, and we sort of dug into it a little bit on the last episode, but there was this fabulous, crazy love triangle murder back in 2015. And it's just now gone to court and... You've got an ex-wife 
the husband slash ex-husband and then the current wife. Well, apparently the first two, the couple were never divorced. So this gentleman went and married another girl and was still married to the first wife. So he's married, living his life, everything was great. And then all of a sudden it goes south with this other gal. But this gal is now nine months pregnant. And he's decided that he doesn't want to pay child support. And he just wants to be able to exit that life. So he tries to convince the first wife, who's still really currently his wife, so he's currently kind of married to two women, that... They can go back to the way they were and resume their relationship if she helps him kill this second wife and most of her family. And so this, she does it and they end up killing. Um, Wait, hold on. She goes along with it? She goes along with it to get this guy back because she thinks that she's going to just walk fuck is wrong with right she thinks she's just gonna walk into their life together like nothing happened and all that's gonna go away this is like the love fraud guy yeah these people duped like what are you thinking so in that show spoiler alert again guys in that documentary they literally there's this woman who who literally meets this guy right right and says and 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 goes and dumps her husband of I think they were married for 36 years or 40 years Mm -hmm. to go start a crab restaurant with this fucking shyster. Oh my God. Who did like, I mean, are you that desperate for love? Is that what it is? Like how bad was, you know, I realize people grow apart or whatever it might be, but how bad would it have to be that, you know, you're going to, believe a con artist but i well, guess no, you know but, he's a good but this artist. guy with the con artist but this guy you know with hey baby you know i know i've impregnated this woman yeah it's gonna have a baby but it'll all be we'll we'll go back to normal if you just help me murder her the child because mm-hmm. the child was inside of her so it's obviously yeah. a double homicide right there right just to get that off the table yes. and then the and, family yes and the family so and her mother she had another child, and then there was her nephew that was there at the time as well, and they murdered all of them. Jesus. And where was this? Um, this was in Alabama. I was going to say Florida, but Alabama. Alabama's on the map. Close. <laughs> Alabama is on the map. Roll Tide. Yes. Yes. So. Oh, man. Wow. Yes. You know, but 40% of people get away with murder. So maybe that's what that's they right, were banking we on. That's yeah. statistic. They heard that on the podcast and they yes. were like 40% get away with it. And they're like, we're going to try it. What is going on with the world? I don't know. I don't get it. It's like uh, over money, over child support, over, you know. All I these don't, material things. That yes, just that just really don't mean anything. Don't mean a damn thing. They really don't. At the end of the day, and if you're that evil, that love fraud guy marrying you know, women to like get cars, and then he's got to turn the car in. I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, so you can drive a crazy. Cadillac. Like, and then you, but then you got to turn the Cadillac in because you're not making the payments, and she's not making the payments, and you, ugh, just wackiness, wacky and messy. Oh boy, something is in the water. Yeah, I like the simple life myself. I'm good. Well, uh, that was fun. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but sort of fun, but interesting. Fun and 
in a creepy way. I'm Collier Landry. And I'm Brenda Fisher. And this is Movie Pass Murder. Thanks, y'all. If you have a story you'd like to share with our podcast, please visit movingpastmurder.com for more information. The film A Murder in Mansfield is available on Investigation Discovery, Discovery Plus, and Amazon Prime Video. This podcast is produced by Don't Touch My Radio in association with RSA Entertainment.